0: Fashion needs a new leader, a figurehead. Monsieur Dior.
1: That was from The New Look.
0: On this episode of Why Watch That.
1: Why Watch That's on a quest to help you find the movies and TV shows you'll love. Buckle in. After the Second World War, France is in a fight to redefine itself post-occupation, and Carmel Snow... The editor-in-chief of Harper's Bazaar, who's played by Glenn Close, has just the thing to bring about the dawn of a new day. Parisian couture could influence how thousands of ordinary women dream and live. A great collection to rise from the ashes of the war. But whose great collection will it be? Well, perhaps it will be that of Christian Dior, played by Ben Mendelssohn, a designer who caused quite the stir after the war and who has numerous regrets.
0: Are you happy with the revolution you started? Wife,
1: there is the truth,
0: my mind
1: is but there is always another truth that lives behind it. And that hidden truth revolves around Dior's work as a designer for Lucien Le Long, played by John Malkovich. During the Nazi occupation, they kept the lights on by making dresses for their occupiers, a practice that was questionable to say the least. But according to Dior, nothing in war is ever easy.
0: For those of us who lived through the chaos of war, creation was survival.
2: Monsieur Joe,
0: what do you desire? To design the most beautiful women's clothing that ever existed.
1: But that desire wasn't always at the forefront of Dior's mind. After all, his sister Catherine, played by Maisie Williams, was an operative in the French resistance movement and her efforts to thwart their German tormentors did not go unnoticed. So, despite all that Dior tried to do to convince her to stay safe, she was determined to fight back. But where did she end up as a result? Your sister, she's not safe.
0: Creation cannot stop the bullets, but creation is our way forward.
2: No choices matter,
1: and as highlighted by those words from Cristobal Balenciaga, played by Nuno Lopez, whose reputation precedes him, all of the great designers of France had to decide how they would continue to operate during the war and how to deal with the consequences of their actions in its aftermath. And one designer, in particular, would find herself in the most precarious of situations. can be very treacherous. Oh yes. Oh yes, indeed. After all, the world famous Coco Chanel, played by Juliette Binoche, was involved in all kinds of detestable behavior during the occupation. But you must understand, it was all to save her business, of course. Even still, her slippery actions, both during the war and after it, never got in her way of rendering judgment on others and preserving her own lofty self-esteem.
0: Christian Dior ruined French couture, and I'm coming back to save
1: it. But careful there, Coco. There are people who know what you did and didn't do when the world was in desperate need of courage, not to mention saving. And one of those people was Elsa Lombardi, played by Emily Mortimer. As a socialite with connections to British royalty, among others, Elsa introduced Coco to upper-crust society, which helped her build her name and reputation. Despite that, though, Elsa has no illusions about who Coco really is.
2: The legend of Coco Chanel, the people only knew.
1: And with that, the Parisian fashion world will be forever changed by the new looks of Dior as they challenge the classic tastes of Chanel. But taste is more than just what you wear. More importantly, it's who you are. Your house will be magnificent. You
0: think Dior is fashion? Real talent is turning your life into something bigger. People need to fear, dream, we need to live again. We can create a new world for them. All right. The new look. Before we get in, we want to remind you to like, share, subscribe, comment on this episode, and also round you in the format of Why Watch That? So, Chance, critic, let us know.
1: Yeah. I'm the critic, as you said, and I've watched it. I review it you're the producer, you have not. Whereby Watch That, so that dynamic hopefully helps people to determine whether they should watch it or not. Someone who hasn't seen it, someone who has, unless otherwise noted. Also, we don't spoil. Please keep that in mind, so if you've seen it, we're not going to talk about every nook and cranny or even every theme, because we want our audience to discover it for themselves. We know this is the internet, and that is not normal. That's why we're here. So with that said, producer, please... Tell these people how they can access The New Look.
0: Yes. So The New Look is brought to us by Apple TV Plus and will be available. The first three episodes will be available on uh, February the 14th Mm. of season one. It's a new
1: show. Yes. Yeah. And we saw what it's about. Now, tell us, this producer, mm-hmm. based on that plot summary, are you interested? Because you do have some connections to the fashion industry.
0: Yeah, I am. It is. It's what's most interesting to me is the fact that creatives decided to use their art as a form of rebellion during the war. So oh, that did they, <laughs> or did they? At least that's what we. That's what we think. Um, well, I'm curious to see if they
1: did. Is like, that what we think? Were you paying attention to Coco Chanel?
0: <laughs> well, Coco was
1: an exception. I called her an
0: exception <laughs> I feel like everybody else was, was on <laughs> one train and she was on her own.
1: <laughs> Look, okay, <laughs> I did not know this story because it is inspired hmm. by true events. And I believe in 2011, there was some classified documentation about Chanel that was released, declassified. Mm-hmm. To be specific, so that's kind of what they're dealing with here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing about her story, first of all, you get Juliette Binoche the player, so okay, mm-hmm. that's gonna work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in focusing on her as an audience member, you have to understand her perspective, even though it's detestable. Mm-hmm. It's an it's an interesting uh, task and question and presentation for this show to have. Because Inter- I was uncomfortable understanding her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I had to keep reminding myself, wait a minute, no. <laughs> uh, uh, No, <laughs> you were collaborating.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. It's, like, when, yeah, when you, yeah. Yeah,
1: and if you make it all the way to the end, there's this scene where she kind of says to, because she has uh, in her business, she has two business partners, two brothers who are Jewish. Mm hmm.
2: Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. So now this is Coco Chanel. If you don't know Coco Chanel, she wants everything she can get. So imagine what she might be doing during World War II in France.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Now she did close her doors at the start of the war and refused to sell to you know the right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. so you'll you'll see how that plays out so there's this ending scene well toward the end it's not an ending scene but it's toward the end of the show where she kind of tells one of these brothers the deal and i'm looking at her like first of all i was like wait a minute to the show and then i thought about it again i said no there's a reason why this is in here mm-hmm. <laughs> ridiculous what she says absolutely Mm. ridiculous and you know i hate the group stuff Mm
2: -hmm. in
1: this case one group has an argument
2: Mm.
1: it ain't hers Mm. (laughs) it was crazy it was crazy Mm. but it's there to again if you're paying attention remind us who this woman was according to the joke right 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 now with that said Back to you, because I'm a, I'm getting carried away. <laughs> would you watch this based on what you saw? I would check it out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: And that is important. Because what I will say is, if you want to check it out, you have to have a bit of patience. Okay. In a moment, I'll come back to that. But this was created by Todd A. Kessler, who wrote for The Sopranos. Mm. Okay. Okay. And co-created Damages. So Glenn Close is here. There you go. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen Damages, producer? No. You should check out Damages. That Mm -hmm. might be something good for you. Okay. Yeah. Damages wasn't perfect. um, But, you know. And he also co-created Bloodline on Netflix. Oh. mm -hmm. So Damages Bloodline shows that I respected but didn't love.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I would put that way. You have the same feeling here.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Now, from the beginning, it starts with that, whatever that is, that press conference that you saw in the plot summary, where Dior is showing off, you know, his clothes, and he's asked about what he did during the war, Mm -hmm. because he was working for Lucien, and they were selling to the Nazis. So he, that's when he says all this, all these things about, yes, but, you know, when you you got to really understand the context essentially. So that flashes us back to when he was working for Lalonde and when Coco Chanel was doing what she was doing, Mm -hmm. right? And I thought in setting that up and in trying to put us into a situation that was fraught, of course, in France and World War II occupied, it's kind of like they couldn't land the moments, they were trying to gin up the intensity of that period, but I don't think that's the show. Mm. The show is depth. That's what it is. It's depth. It's quiet. It's thoughtful. It's heartfelt. It's that kind of thing. It's more of uh, it's better when emotionally it breaks your heart. But you don't know that starting the show. Mm. So I was just like, oh, we're kind of all over the place, but it's not working.
2: Mm.
1: And I said to myself, with this cast, something's up. If it's not working with them, hmm. even the camera work was a bit too busy for me. Mm. But I knew they had a story to tell. And while some people don't understand it, I can spot whether I should keep watching something, even if it's not working. I know to keep, Giving them some time, so I kept giving them time, and then in episode two, toward the end, um, with Coco and uh, and uh, what's her Emily Mor- name, Emily Mortimer's character. So for the two of them, their Despicable Misadventures—that's what I'll call them—to be polite. At the end of that second episode, they started to land it. And I thought that started to work even more than the harrowing journey of Christian and his sister played by Maisie. But that, I mean, because she's in the resistance, so that's a part of the opening as well, where she's with her boyfriend and their friend and they're part of it and how you orchestrate it, how is she gonna send messages and that kind of thing. I just don't think this show it's best at telling the story that way. Mm. So it wasn't for me until episode five, mm. episode five, when they really found it, what I think the show it should be. It was smoother. It was more focused. It was grounded. That's what this story deserves. It was breaking my heart. I mean, you'll see it, especially in starting in episode five. It, that's when it goes boom. Like and that's what I mean by land. It's literally you should feel it go plunk.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you'll see when you watch that episode why. And that's really when the cast starts to earn their money.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: put these people in here for this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Maisie, I think, um, you know, if if you watch Game of Thrones, you watch her really grow up in front of the camera, wonderful actor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's not doing an, an Arya Stark here, and especially toward the second half of this season, you'll see what she's called to do. It's really quiet, gentle stuff.
2: Mm.
1: I was very impressed by that.
2: Mm.
1: And of course, I mean, Ben Mendelssohn. he was in Bloodline, by the way. There you go. Mm. <laughs> I mean, so there you go. Todd is just hiring people. He, he knows, yeah. Which is smart. I mean... You can't go wrong with Ben Mendelsohn. Mm -hmm. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with Juliette Binoche. Juliette Binoche is perfect in this role so that we have to keep reminding ourselves, wait a minute, this woman is a collaborator. She is a narcissist. She is focused on her Chanel number 5 while people are losing their lives. Literally. And she's helping that cause. Mm -hmm. You'll see how... Mm. Mm. You give it to Julia Pennoe though. That's how you do it. That's mm. how you cast it. John Malkovich is long. Okay, and, and just having him with his unique cadence of delivering lines—it's
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's, just—it's—it it, you know, rhythm is very important when you're doing uh, any kind of art with sound. And he just breaks it up a bit. It's—it's it's, you know—it's just smart casting down the line. Emily Mortimer coming in as Elsa, now I'm remembering her name, Mm -hmm. coming in there, who would be a friend to Coco Chanel and know what she's up to? Mm -hmm. You give it to Emily Mortimer, she's going to do it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You'll see what happens to her. You have uh, Clespong in there as someone who helps Chanel. I'll put it that way. Mm -mm. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And, you know, helping her with some sheets involved, let's say it that way. Mm. you don't need to watch out for these honey pots. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I mean, come on. Mm. <laughs> come on, Coco, right? Mm. You'll see how that goes. You hire him though, uh, yes. I mean, they, it, it's just smart. Glenn Close, by the way, if you're looking for her, she comes toward the end of the season. That's when she pops up. You'll see how, and it makes sense. You need her to come in almost out of nowhere, and fit. You get Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. You're going to believe Glenn Close. How, what's her relationship with Chanel?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? How does she relate to Balenciaga? Well played by Nuno. And then we have Balmain, you know, played by uh, Thomas Poitavin. <laughs> about me as a character as well. I'm like, well, so you also, if you know the fashion world, it's history, you have all of these people. Mm-hmm. Pierre Cardin. <laughs> You'll yep. see how he shows up. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> mm. So all of that's here and there is, again, is all well-casted. So I think mm. if you're interested in this at all, you do have to be patient. I cannot tell you that the first three episodes will be enough. Because again, it wasn't until episode five where I went, oh, here we go. And then from then on, yes. Mm -hmm. From then on, yes. Because the themes here are so big, you got to give them space. Mm -hmm. Because there is a question of if you're in an occupied situation in a war, what do you do? What's the line between being a traitor and being someone who needs to survive? What can you do? Mm -hmm. Either way, there's risk. And there's a cost if you fight for freedom. There's a cost to everything. If you don't, or if you do things like Chanel, the hubris of excuse making, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like what kind of mindset would it be to be able to justify your actions? There are people in this show that do much less, really are blameless, but blame themselves. And this woman. (laughs) It's ridiculous.
2: Mm.
1: Right? And then also trying to make sense of all of it. Can you? Mm. Will you ever be the same? And can you move forward? There's a necessity to that. That's what the world needed at that time. So overall, again, the second half is better than the first by far. Uh, But after finishing it, I would say that it was enough. They did enough in the second half to justify this. And and I'm glad that I did finish it for that reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So producer, with that said, are are you going to watch this? Because you will have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. I know that's a question for you mm-hmm. and for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but that's obvious that you'd have to pay attention. Yeah,
0: for this. Absolutely. <laughs> um, maybe it might be something that I um consider. I mean, it is on Apple TV Plus, so I don't have to do too much work to get
1: it. Um, Meaning you have your own account? Yes, I have my own account. (laughs) The euphemisms of the producer, please don't. (laughs) She is the euphemism queen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, i check it out. It seems interesting. But in my mind, so when you were talking about the getting to episode five before it lands... So in my mind, I have to think about it like me and Mad Men. But all of season one, I know it's but all of season y'all one y'all can
1: talk about her in the comments. <laughs> those comments are those of the producer and the producer alone. Listen,
0: <laughs> season one of Mad Men was like a lot for me.
1: I was just like, okay. Are you the, after, At the end of the first episode, that that um that song from the Cardigans. There's a monster growing in our heads. I mean, look, come on. I'll give them that. And the
0: costumes were great. That's what kept me. But the story, (laughs) for me, it wasn't until season two. I was like, oh, okay. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, if I waited a whole season of Mad Men and got to (laughs) five five episodes, right? (laughs)
1: That's what I Send your comments to the producer's <laughs> way. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, that for me, no, you know, I, this is my opinion. is it um a considered opinion? Yes. Am I some rando on the internet who said, hey, let me just talk about this? No, <laughs> I have a degree. Um, so yeah, yeah, that is a consideration. That's why I said that for everybody, just it does deepen like like almost like <laughs> mm. now there now again, in episode two, you get a glimpse of it. It's just not consistent. Mm. That may be a better way to say it. It becomes more consistently effective mm, by episode five, starting in that episode. Mm. That's right yeah. Mm. and and if you get there, you will have to sit with it. Mm. So with that said, everybody, will you sit with the new look? Mm. That's your question to answer. And whose new look is it? Who does Carmel choose in the end? And will anybody have to pay? And I should really say the people who need to pay, Coco.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and that ain't Coco from Seinfeld mm-hmm. from that episode, no.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, that's how we should treat her after seeing that. See, and one thing I was like, now if you are a Chanel, let's end it here because I forgot to say this. Mm-hmm. If you buy Chanel, if you watch this, would that affect?
0: Because mm, mm. I
1: didn't know. I know if I were buying something from Chanel, I'd have to think twice. And I was thinking about this show that way. I was like, hmm, if someone watches this and they don't know, what would they do? Because mm. she was obsessed with Chanel number five. I'm going to tell you that. All right. Mm. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us for up to date info and to share what's on your watch list. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at WhyWatchThat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.